Hello and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Socks. And I'm Lori Socks. And today we're going to talk about the Disability Film Challenge. It's something we've discussed in previous episodes. It's an annual film challenge that we have participated in. This is our eighth film. Yeah. It's a film challenge that was created, I guess, nine years ago because we missed the first year. It was created nine years ago by Nick Novicki. And it was his attempt to create a more inclusive and diverse film canvas by giving people with disabilities a voice in some way, the ability to create and participate in a festival. Each film has to have at least one person with a disability somewhere in front or behind the camera. And I remember when I first found this festival because it was such a we talked about pivots last week, but it was such a pivotal moment. Liam was four. And I remember his birthday had uh, just passed. And I was really, it was one of those years where he was four. And I wouldn't say the awareness, but the importance of his birthday or what that actually meant wasn't really there. And I've discussed this before that that was really hard for me to process because I remember when Sophia was four and she knew exactly what she wanted. I mean, she wanted a tangled birthday party Mm -hmm. and she knew everything. So I remember just being so distraught and not knowing what to get him. And we had had a birthday party that year and invited people. And it was, it was just, I just remember the moment very clearly of being a little overwhelmed at that time. We had just fought for his placement in a preschool. And that was a really, really hard battle. And our first taste of what really, what we didn't know was coming down the line, but our first taste of what we have just experienced over the last eight years. So I remember this and I remember having a conversation with my friend because the idea of doing a documentary seemed so important because I knew other people were on the same journey as me and I knew what was out there because I knew what I had been shown and I was having this conversation and I remember I was at a Starbucks. I'm doing a lot of product placement here today. (laughs) I I, I am intensely listening because I cannot. Well, the because you remember how you were, we found out about it. You were at work and okay. Baloo, right. like our good friend Mark Baloo. And I remember having a conversation with him where, you know, I had spent the last four years being tough as nails, just showing a good face and being strong when facing the challenges that I was having to face, especially, you know, with... Uh, with the school system. That was, that was the first part, just like all the words that were spoken. And I remember crying at Starbucks. I remember, I don't even know what he asked me, but I remember so desperately needing support and being so embarrassed because I had spent so much energy not breaking down, you know, just always 
overcoming anything that was kind of pushed my way. And I just remember crying really hard and excusing myself. And he was like, Lori, wait. And I was just like, I couldn't because I just, I don't know. It was just so much. It was so much just to show any weakness because my experience in the fight was weakness. Boy, they pounced on that with the school system. Later that week, he's this film festival. He sent me a link to it and he said, check it out. I looked into it and we entered and we made our first film. So I, the name of the first film was I Understand You. <sighs> because what was on my heart that year was people always thought Liam couldn't understand them and the way that they talked around him or about him. And then sometimes my fear was that Liam couldn't understand me. And so that was the topic that year. I understand you. And it was so healing and cathartic. And it was, I think, healing and cathartic for other people who watched it. And also gave them insight, more insight to Liam. Like maybe I did think that he couldn't understand me. And so it became an annual thing in our household. As filmmakers, it caused us to think outside the box because they literally tell you, this is what it's going to be about. It's going to be a mockumentary. It's going to be an action. It's going to, and they give you these parameters and you do it within a very restricted 40. It started out with 48. And I think now you have like 72 hours to create an entire film and it's fun and it's stressful, but ultimately it helps us uh, tell a story and express our voice, what's on our, our mind. And I came to realize it's so important for us to tell our stories, everybody, not just uh, someone with a disability or in the disability community or someone with Down syndrome, but everybody, when everybody tells their stories, when we listen to each other's stories, we find out so much, things make sense, behaviors make sense, thoughts make sense. It just really hit home and being able to watch other people's stories and in telling our story, we find our voice and it's, it's just to me such a uh, moment because especially when we wrote the one about, I understand you finding our voice and learning to speak, you know, it's something that we focus so much on for Liam, but Liam knows his voice. He communicates his speeches emerging more and more and he's finding and learning new words, but he, I think Liam is pretty dialed into who he is and his voice. At this point, I don't know if he really absorbs much, many of the limits that others might put on him because I think we fight that fight on the front line for him. But finding our voice as parents and advocates, as a family, just as people in the world. And it's also, you know, again, because I like, I think inclusion is when people aren't singled out. I think inclusion is if, if everybody had their voice, if everybody felt comfortable with their story, I just think it would change. Well, the more we know each other, yeah, the more we all include each other. And we move beyond what we see, right? That was my, that was my thing this year is like just really seeing people really asking questions. And I know that that came from a very sobering loss where a dear, dear friend of ours uh, had uh, cancer. And she told no one because she was being one of those, just like who she was. Josette was just this strong, caring, loving person who didn't want to compromise or put anyone out. 
and she fought a a battle with cancer and she never never spoke of it and i just when i found out and she died i just thought god what could i have asked how did i not know that and it reminded me that i have to see the people in my life and i have to take that moment no matter how busy i am to really connect because you don't get those moments back and you don't get those people back and that makes me mad I'm still mad at her. (laughs) But what I was reminded is the people in front of me, no matter the challenges or the fights I'm fighting, how important they are and to see them and to breathe and let that challenge, because I got to tell you part of it, I got so mad because so much of my attention was focused on a, a school system that didn't give a lick about my son at all. So if I could have just harnessed a little bit more of that energy someplace else. It wouldn't have taken such a toll and wouldn't have taken so much. But inclusion is everyone's story. And and inclusion is everyone's story is equal. And that's why I love this film challenge because it's really helped us on our journey of inclusion. It's helped us to understand and to grow and to change and to express ourselves uh, one year, we did one called The Saint because people would always tell me I was such a saint for raising my child. And, um, oh, you're looking up some titles. Just remind us. Yeah, the uh, I Understand You. And then we did The Secret of, the next year we did The Secret of Liam, which was that he had all these abilities and and people kept underestimating him. And that's so cute because that's Sophia. Sophia narrating that entire thing is just beautiful as it just... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we did the the um, the saint, which helped us really uh, address the fact that we're not saints for raising our child with Down syndrome. We're parents. And if you want to put it that way, then every parent can be a saint or has to really tap into that saint-like patience and understanding. Uh, Uncommon Ground was... Yeah, I think that was supposed to be a love story. That was supposed to be a love story. And it was the love story of a brother and sister who realize they have more in common than they thought. And of course, the want was very, very special to us. It was supposed to be like science fiction. Yeah, that's right. But it was... uh, 2019. Yeah, it was a mother's journey. You know, that one, I was really able to talk about or express what it was like to be a mother who was told horrible things uh, about a diagnosis. But it wasn't at all horrible. It was really beautiful. And it's called The Want. Uh, Enough was our, was that our mockumentary? It was a documentary. That was our documentary was Enough, talking about that Liam's enough. And last year, of course, Mars Experiment was a mockumentary where where we felt like maybe we had to go to Mars in order to find an inclusive environment where a whole new planet in order to find a place that supported our child. So it's, it's been a really great journey and it has helped us so much. It's been such a conduit for us in finding that journey and expressing and also having like peace in ourselves. I think clarity, clarity of inclusion and that inclusion, like what it comes down to inclusion, isn't this like thing that's special. And if you can find inclusion, Hey, and look at what I have. I have inclusion. No inclusion is for everyone. Inclusion is including everyone. And it is that dodgeball game on the playground where everybody wants to get picked. 
Everybody does. Every human who's ever been on a playground can understand the importance of inclusion because they experience it. Everyone knows what it's like to be included and knows what it's like to be left out. And I think that was such an important lesson to me. It's not just my son. It's every human on this planet knows what it feels like to be left out. And so no one should be left out. You know, when it comes to film, what this film challenges taught me, because we see so many people from all different spectrums of the disability community. And around the world, because films come in from around the the world. world. It's pretty amazing. But, you know, the inclusion is, specifically in this medium, is not just stories, because it is about telling your story and getting your story out there so people know you as a human, but also as actors, producers, writers, directors, cinematographers, that people from all walks of life can do these jobs. And it's not, oh, well, this is the producer that we have in a wheelchair. You know, it's but just, it, yeah. he's a producer. And it shows that ability because you you know that those jobs have been limited. I've never worked on a set with a director of photography in a wheelchair or with a disability. I've never done that, but th- I believe that's changing. I believe film festivals like this and oh, having this film inclusion definitely changing. Oh, things. that's definitely changed the. You can see people in movies and even TV where their disability is not even brought up. And that's what the goal is. That's inclusion. It's not we're just going to tell a story about someone with a disability. It's like, Hank, give me a cup of coffee. And he's just Hank. He doesn't have a disability. He's not in a wheelchair. He doesn't, you know, there's, it's, he's just Hank. And I think that is, mm-hmm. that is the goal. And we, and honestly, some of the people who have participated in the film festival, I like turning on the TV and going to movies and seeing them. And you see Coda. I mean, that's brilliant. That's so, be- I was so happy for Coda. That's, that's life changing. That's changing the fabric. That's really telling your that, story. That changes the fabric. That is mm-hmm. inclusion. And it was uh, such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it just showed that things are changing. Yeah, and people want to see these and hear these stories. I mean, obviously with Coda. People want to want to hear other people's stories. And so let's get those stories out there. Right, and tell, and tell our stories. This year's genre was... Uh, superheroes. Superheroes. And lots of different ideas went through my mind. And, and I also wanted to say really quick, um, when you were talking about, Boo, about that ability to tell your story. As artists, sometimes we take a different path that is, um, I don't know, more conducive for like the life or security that we want in our life. So I'm going to say that once a year, you get a chance to be creative and tap back into that artistry that runs through us. And it's, you know, art is such a a great expression. So I just, it's also that. It's also a, a reminder that we're artists and everybody has that opportunity to create. But this year it was superheroes and so many things went through our head. We're trying to figure out how to tell a story of superhero. And the one thing that I know in my life is that my family is my superhero. And in so many different ways, we are each other's superheroes just in acts of kindness and love. Because I think that love, and I don't know, you can call me corny if you want, but love is the real superhero in life. Because love is courageous. Like you have to be so brave sometimes to love someone or to show love. 
you know, it makes you vulnerable. And but love changes people. Love changes a moment. Love changes a conflict. Love lifts people up. And so I really wanted to focus on how we're each other's superheroes. And in big ways, my family is my superhero, but every day in millions of ways, in millions of moments, I am surrounded by superheroes, whether it be that every morning when I wake up, I get a cup of coffee and I don't have to do anything for that cup of coffee. I don't have to boil water or I don't have to scoop anything or grind anything. And that is heroic to me because someone's taking care of me. Someone's looking out for me. Someone's making my day easier. And there are big ways that people are superheroes, saving lives and running into burning buildings. And those stories, like we know, but I just wanted to remind everybody that we are all superheroes. And that to me is also inclusive because a lot of times people look at Liam and his love, the way he loves, and they put like a label on it because they feel like it's something special. But we have discussed before that it's something we can all do because the only difference between the way Liam loves is he loves without expectation. He loves without any ulterior motive. He loves without any fear. If he sees you hurt, he's coming up to you and saying, hey man, are you okay? And what I love is when he says, I'm right here. I'm right here. You got this? And it's beautiful. And when we see someone hurt in our day, do we do that? Do I have the courage all the time to walk up and go, hey, you okay? I'm right here. Do you need anything? I'm right here. I've learned to, I'm getting better at it. But people, when they see that, they feel it. They don't know what that is. So they've put this angelic label on it, this otherworldly label. So it, it, and that label makes it seem unattainable, but it is something every human can do. We can all love like that. And with that thought in mind, I think about heroism and I think about heroes, and, and that's another thing that people think, oh, a hero is something outside of me, right? Just like that, just like that unconditional love. Those people are heroes. Those people can do that. But we can all be heroes. We are all heroes in each other's life. And that is what really it came down to for this uh, film challenge. That's the story I wanted to tell is the little ways that we are all heroes in each other's lives in the in every day and then in challenging times it's those small moments just for one day just for one day every day like the firefighters and the the workers out there in the hospital and the people saving lives they do it every day but we could do it just one day we could do it one day at a time we could do it one moment at a time we can be heroes because a hero is just someone who shows great courage and i think as parents and caregivers, we show great courage when we work to change the perception of Down syndrome, when we advocate for our children having equality. When we walk into a grocery store, sometimes that can be an act of great courage or a playground when we don't get angry at words that come our way and we choose instead to tap into that love and give guidance with kindness and understanding and empathy. We fight for our our children's education. 
Love is the real superhero. And acts of love are acts of heroism. And in that way, we are all heroes. And also in our journey for inclusion, this film, which we strive to do in every film, um, we, we do touch on topics and challenges that we go through, but we don't mention Down syndrome. Because inclusion to me is, if I have to tell you this is my daughter and she has brown eyes or she, you know, whatever, uh, one single characteristic of her, I don't do that. And so for Liam, what I really loved is, I think we, we got it got it this time because uh, we didn't mention education. Right. We didn't mention any of that. Yeah. Liam is Liam. Well, he's actually Charlie, but <laughs> Liam is part of the family part of the world, part of the community, part of, you know, society as Liam. And Down syndrome is a part of who he is. And it's a part of this family in the way that every characteristic of each of us is a part of this family. And so I was really happy with just showing our family and telling a story about how we love and through love take care of each other and our heroes in each other's lives. So this year's film is called Just for One Day. The film challenge officially starts where they have uploaded all the films and send them out into the universe. This weekend, when this podcast drops, that's when those films drop. And I'll have a link to the film challenge and a link to our film. And please check out some of the other films because I know they'll be amazing. They they are every year. They always are. They always give us such insight and they're, you know, they can be, I'm, I'm so curious to see what people are doing with superhero. That's another reason I think I stayed away from the Cape is because green screen is not my forte. And uh, yeah, so there are, there are amazing films. The film festival is just really brilliant. And it was created through an act of heroism by Nick Novicki, who is definitely a hero in our lives. He's come to our schools and spoken about diversity and inclusion and differences. And man, I've watched him answer questions from kids that just with such grace and ease. And he spoke about it in our interview where he was just like, yeah, you know what? You're not going to change anything by getting mad and people have questions. So we just answer them. And, and I remember when he said that, i am finally gotten mostly to that place. But when he said that, I was just like, wow. (laughs) So, and you know, what was great about this year too, is that this year, our, our friend Julie Pico, who's been on our podcast before her husband, Aaron Pico came in and helped us make it beautiful as our cinematographer. And he brought a friend along, Chase Abrams. And it was just this beautiful community. And it came from telling our stories. That's how it came about through this podcast, through meeting Julie and talking. And, and that's what we are as a community. That's the power that we have is telling our stories, even if it's not through film, telling our stories to each other, talking to each other, reaching out and connecting. You know, Julie is the one who led us to this beautiful new school. And none of this would have happened if I would have stayed in that place I was eight years ago at a Starbucks crying with Mark Ballou, mm-hmm. where I couldn't even speak. And I, and I walked and I walked away because I couldn't speak through my tears. And I didn't think I had a voice, but I definitely could not find my voice. And through telling our stories, we've gotten to really a magical place, a peaceful place. And 
I know. I'm just so happy for everybody's stories. I'm so happy for all the doors that have been open and the changes that have been made. Thank you for continuing to tell your stories and share your stories with us. You're all heroes in our book. Please follow us on Twitter at If We Knew Then Pod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If We Knew Then Pod, or visit our website, ifweknewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. Amazon.